Welcome to Reading the Library Book. This is the last chapter, everybody. You made it to all of the chapters, and this is the last one. So thank you for listening. Um, I will say more things at the end of this chapter and the end of the book. But meanwhile, this is chapter 32, Reunion. We climbed up and through the curtain of leaves and found ourselves standing on the sidewalk, covered in sassafras. Everything looked familiar and also completely different. I saw the parking lot first, now full of cars. There was the sour cherry tree. And there, at the center of it all, was our library. I was astonished. It's still there, I gasped. What do you mean? asked Mr. Rodriguez. I thought the chair had destroyed the building. She told me she would, and I thought I heard it happen. I thought I destroyed it, said Mr. Rodriguez. She did the same to me. Miss Derrida smiled. I suspect that she never had such a power, just the ability to create the illusion of destruction. And weren't you both so brave and kind to sacrifice what you loved for the greater good? I'm very impressed. And we are all so very lucky that we still have our library building to return to. With any luck, we can get the books replaced as quickly as possible. We approached the glass doors with a little trepidation. None of us was quite sure what we'd find inside. The first set of doors opened easily, and then the second set opened, and we saw that the library was full of patrons, bustling around. But what could they be doing with no books? Jillis asked. Then I noticed that there were people at the counter with stacks of books waiting patiently for someone to come and check them out. I pointed this out to everyone. But how? Jalissa said. She'd seen our books built into the walls and floor of the Akita ballroom, just like I had. Miss Derrida chewed on the end of her glasses. We would first have to figure out how the books were transported so quickly in the first place. Whatever could do that could perhaps be reversed. Perhaps it's some kind of technology. It must have been Rosius Granite, I said. He invented the travel books, and his friend Dorothea took our library, so he must have reversed it. And somehow the books were unharmed. We hope, said Mr. Rodriguez. We will have to investigate to see what's left and what's returned. It will take us some time, said Miss Derrida. We'll have to go through the catalog. That sounds like a big job, I said. It's one of many things we can do, said Miss Derrida. We walked around the library together, all of us marveling at the books sitting on the shelves in almost perfect order. I saw my dad emerge from the staff door and ran to give him a big hug. He patted my head and said, rough day, bean sprout. I started to say, no, it was a great day, but maybe it was a little rough too. But it was also the best day ever, especially since we still had our library. I found I wasn't sure how to explain all of it to my dad yet. So I started with, it has been a very interesting day. Well, he said, that sounds like the beginning of a story. Perhaps you can tell me about it at dinner. I can start to, I said, but it is going to be a very long story. Just then, 
Demetrius, Becky, and Svetlana came into the library. They were covered in dirt and twigs, and they looked exhausted. Selim, I called to them, just like Eamon would have. They were not amused. What happened to you? Jalissa asked them. That took forever, said Becky. I should be a grandmother by now. That took so long, said Svetlana. How did you guys beat us here? asked Demetrius. Were you going to go off to do all kinds of crazy quests? We'll tell you about it tomorrow, said Jalissa. But I was hoping Leandra's dad would give me a ride home now so I can tell my mom first. I'd be happy to, said my dad. How about you, tired, twig-covered kids? Do you need a ride? Where were you two days ago, said Becky. What do you mean, my dad asked. Two days ago, I said. We set off two days ago, said Demetrius. We've been walking for two days straight. Jalissa started laughing and then tried to stop as Demetrius, Becky, and Svetlana glared at her. I'm sorry, she said. It's just that Axlam said that Jaudan always got everyone home, but that they rarely took the fastest way. She said Jaudan was a whimsical traveler who usually took the adventurous path rather than the direct one, and they usually passed through several time zones. <laughs> Seems like she was right. Jalissa tried not to laugh again, but she couldn't help it. Svetlana said, It's not funny. We've been following a pigeon's whims for the last two days. A pigeon wearing a backpack with little tiny books in it, said Demetrius incredulously. You kids have such great imaginations, said my dad. Now, everyone who needs a ride, come along. We all made our way toward the door. As I turned around to wave to Miss Derrida and Mr. Rodriguez, I saw them pull an old book out of a bag. It had a little gold star on the binding and looked, for all the world, like a travel book. It didn't look like they'd ever seen one before, and they looked like they were about to open it without knowing what they were getting into. A kid I'd never seen before was nearby, and also very curious. Someone called to Ms. Derrida and Mr. Rodriguez, and they walked away for a moment, leaving the travel book on the table. The new kid walked over, and before I could do anything, they'd opened it and promptly disappeared. It looked like many people from our library would have even more stories to tell us tomorrow. We would all have many days of stories to share among us. Perhaps we'd have to write them all down. And I'd go back to Akita as soon as I'd had a chance to read my new library books, and maybe sooner if Johanna Yuditha needed my key. I felt the little round disc in my pocket that would call her if I needed her. And I left my bustling library, full of its books and its people. I couldn't wait to come back to the library tomorrow. The end. That's the end. It's the end. It really is the end. I did not realize how short this chapter was until I read it to you just now. So I'm definitely going to put together this one with the previous one because... It's, um, yeah, it just wants, it wants to be with its friend, I think. <laughs> um, I have so many questions for you, um, but my most important question is, do you still have questions? Are there things that now we've reached the end that you just feel like, oh, you didn't answer this thing, and I just can't stand not knowing? Um, so tell me those things, please. I would love to know. 
um, which unanswered questions you you just are just driving you crazy. Some unanswered questions are totally fine with me. <laughs> um, you know, we we don't all always get all of our questions asked, answered, and figured out in life. So uh, I think a few of them is okay. But if there's there are some where you just are like, ah, oh, I need to know, then I want to know. I may not answer it, but I would at least like to know what you really wish you still knew or you feel unresolved about. So that's the main one. Um, and how do you feel about this uh, little ending here where this new kid in the library picks up a travel book? Um, I made a change when I read it to my first listener um, about in that section, but I'm, I'm not sure about it still. Do you feel like you, you are worried about that kid, even though you don't know them? Or you're excited for them, or just like doesn't feel like it feels like it's anyway. I want to know about you. Think about that moment. <laughs> That's all. Um, and what else? Now that we're at the end, what do you remember from the whole book? Like, what are the things that stand out for you for the whole thing, or maybe your favorite bits? Or, yeah, those are, those are the things that, that have stuck with you would be good for me to know. Um, so things that you really, um, like when you think of the book you think of, that would all be great. Um, it, and that's very helpful for me because if I know what you are responding to and what you like, then sometimes it makes it clear what I could stand to lose. So, for example, when I first read the first draft of this book, um, and the first draft means it's the kind of first, first go-round, the first attempt, the first try, the first approximation, um, when I first read that, that first version to uh, my first listener, there was a whole, whole other library in there called the Emotional Library, um, and everybody went to the library to like get books that were arranged for how they made you feel. And, uh, so Eamon and Taboos and Leandra went to this library and there was a, a librarian there. Um, her name was Madam Leslie. I'll tell, I'm telling you about it now because they're not in the book anymore. <laughs> and I don't think that, and I think that was a good choice. Um, and the reason they're not in the book anymore is because I read the whole chapter. And then at the end, um, of the book, and I, I was looking back at what I could have, you know, what maybe should go, and I, I thought about losing that section, and so I asked my first listener um, what she remembered about that character, and she remembered absolutely nothing, just nothing, not a single thing, and that's incredibly useful information for me, because I was all worried about, oh, no, what if I cut this person who is so meaningful, the character was easily lost. So um, there's nothing, there's nobody or nothing that I'm particularly considering uh, losing <coughs> at this point. But, um, you know, because the book is a little further along than it than was the last time I read it to someone. Um, but, you know, there may be places I can trim things I can expand on. So 
so now might be a good time to tell me about characters that you just would be very upset with me if I cut. <laughs> um, that might be good to know. Uh, or just, you know, what you what 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 is important to you in the book. So share any of those things with me. Um, adults as well as, as young people, I'm happy to hear, especially from young people always, but adults too on this point. Um, because your uh, thoughts also matter. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, all of those things um, and anything you, you just want me to know about your experience of listening to the book or thinking about the book or um, the ideas in it, I'd love to know those too. So um, this might be the last episode because it's the last chapter of the book. But if I get some recordings from, from my listeners, I might turn those into an episode. I don't know. Never say never, I say. We'll see. We'll see what f- comes up in your feed eventually. But for now, this is the end of the book. And I thank you so much. Please, please, please tell me your thoughts at library at gmail.com. That is library at gmail.com. The Google voicemail box is 646-847-8758. Again, that is 646-847-8758. And um, any other ways you have to reach out to me, please feel free. I am always, always happy to hear your thoughts. And whenever this is, so that's the funny thing with podcasts is that we don't always listen to them at the point that they're being recorded. So even if... This is years later. I'm, I'm still, I'll still be curious what you think. So feel free to, to send me your thoughts. <sighs> yes. All right. Thank you so much for all of your listening and all of your thoughts and for being the greatest audience ever. And uh, until some mystery time. Bye.